Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. We're getting you ready for pro football's postseason. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Danny and Dusty on 1080. You kidding me? Playoffs? The Fan. All right, super wild card week here. We'll have a lot of NFL that we need to get to still, including three up, three down at 2 o'clock, coming out of the final regular season, uh, final week of the regular season. Mm. But the college football national championship game was last night. Michigan is the winners. Hail to the victors. And to the victors go the spoils. But uh, we have a, this is a scandalous Michigan program. America's team. Uh, Connor Stallions was not in attendance like he was sitting, like I think, nearly front row at the Rose Bowl. He was at a bar in Houston, though. He was present in Houston, and he probably partied it up with the staff and afterwards in Houston. Do but you think he ever fans buys were buying a beer beers? Again? Do you uh, think, no. he, like, if whenever he's in Ann Arbor, there's no chance he ever buys a beer again? No, uh, they cheated their asses off, and they are they're hailing him as like the martyr here. <laughs> he died for everybody, and they are going to celebrate him now. Um, this, I, I look at what Michigan was able to accomplish, and I'm actually pretty impressed by it. The cheating scandal that kind of surrounded them late in the year. There, I said this at the time. Like, it means a lot to know what the other team is doing, right? A hundred percent. When you can decipher those signs, you know you know in advance what a team is going to do. But you played college football as well. You know that other teams are trying to get your signals and your signs of what you're trying to do. And you're trying to every get week. The, and you're trying to get theirs. But I've all, I'm also a big believer in I don't care if you know what I'm doing. Stop it. And that was what I said at the time is that it is incredibly difficult, even if you know what the other team is doing, because they're what great teams do, what Michigan did to Washington last night. Washington knew exactly what Michigan was going to do to them. Mm -hmm. And they said, stop us. Do it. 
and you you could not do it. And in the game of football, like I I, re, I relate it this way: in high school football, you may got like four kids that just go off script and do their own thing, right? All the time. It's the most frustrating thing ever. Good high school teams, you have, you know, three, two kids on any given play that are not doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. In college, at the highest, even at the highest level of college, on any given play, you have one to two guys that do not do their job, right? And they go off script. Even at the highest levels of college football, you will have... And that's what makes successful plays happen, right? Right. So it is still incredibly hard to do. But after the fact that the whole Connor Stallion thing happened, I was impressed with Michigan staying on the rails and staying on course because that can derail a season quicker than... than I mean, it can happen in a flash. It almost seemed to be a rallying cry for them. Like, Everyone is coming against it's weird because we all on the outside we laugh and we're like, look at Harbaugh Grift. Everyone is attacking us. We should be America's team, mm -hmm. but they are hating on us. And it's like, well, you created these problems. Everyone in that locker room, from the coaching staff to the players to the trainers to even the equipment managers, to quote Giannis Antetokounmpo, they all got around each other and said, yes, everyone is attacking us for doing the same things that everyone else was doing. Yes, we were doing way more than what everyone else was doing, probably to an illegal standpoint, mm -hmm. but we're stealing plays the same way Ohio State was trying to steal plays and signals, the same way Penn State, the same way Minnesota. And it became a rallying cry around them of, Everyone hates us instead of what it could have been where, oh, well, I guess we aren't that good because we only got here because we cheated and it tearing them apart. Now, does any do do people believe that Michigan was still cheating after all this happened? No, I mean, not to the okay. same extent. And even if they were to what had been widely reported, every opponent that they played changed their s signals. You Yeah, you right? know going in. Everybody knew it going in, so... That advantage was gone. And that is why I'm still impressed with what Michigan did. Mm -hmm. And I understand, like, people are just, ah, they cheated, ah, and th there's, that's never going to change with people because, one, you probably just don't like Michigan in the first place. Or Harbaugh. You know, and as somebody who is experienced with, like, hey, uh, cheering for teams that cheat. <laughs> just a couple for you. I've been, th I've been through this. I've been through this before. It is something that I look at it and I go, all right, what did they do after that point? Mm -hmm. Right? What did they do after it all came to light? And it was, they continued to be the same damn program. And right. that was just crushing teams. Right. This doesn't take anything away from me for, for Michigan. And I know that that's not going to be a surprise to anybody listening. It, it really doesn't. Because what we saw last night was the best team in college football winning in the national championship game. And I don't want to hear anybody like there's this sec revisionist history that's starting now where people are like, well, it would have been different if Georgia stop with this. If it would have Georgia been different if Georgia won. was in it. Then Georgia should have beat Alabama. They should have right. Like don't give me this. And, and like Florida state, Florida state would have gotten waxed by both of the teams that were on the field last night. <laughs> Shut up, Danny Cannell. They would have gotten waxed by both of those teams. We saw great drama and great football in the semifinals and the championship game, and Michigan came out on top of it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think the other thing that people have to remember here is in 10 years, 
are we really going to come back and be like, well, it was an asterisk because of the cheating scandal? Like, when you look back at the Patriots, quote-unquote, scandals, does anyone say, well, they only won because of Deflategate? They only <laughs> won because of Spygate. They only won because of Spygate. No. Banners fly forever. And this banner is going to fly forever for Michigan. Did they maybe get there or at least start on their way through some nefarious ways? Sure. They went way far and beyond what they should have been doing with, with sign stealing. Mm -hmm. But every team tries to sign steal. I remember being in meeting rooms where if the huddle camera was pointed at a yep. team's signals, you tried to write them down and tried to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But that is within the rules. And yes, they went, they, they went, went above, they and beyond. went beyond that. They went beyond and that. That is not right. Just like, you know, what the Astros did or what the Patriots right. did, what we've seen in other cheating scandals. But like, they faced the punishment. They did. They did the time. They did the crime and they did the time and they yeah. still beat everyone's ass. And they beat it being themselves. Yep. They never changed. There wasn't any luck. It wasn't like at the end of the game, JJ McCarthy threw a 90 yard Hail Mary for them to beat you, Dub. They dominated every team they Absolutely. went against. And if Georgia was as big as bad as everyone says they were, then they should have beat Alabama. I love I love this response. Blake Corum was asked about uh, this question, actually. We have the question in it. This question was directed towards Blake Corum, the running back from Michigan. And you hear Jim Harbaugh take it over. I, <laughs> I chuckle at this, like... Well, we, I just got done saying this does not take anything away from, for me, from Michigan and what they were able to do in the semifinals, the, well, the, the end of the regular season without right. Jim Harbaugh, those three regular season games, the Big Ten championship game, the semifinal, and the, the national championship game. Doesn't take any of that away from it. But I still do. It, it is, at the same time, you can also chuckle at this response from Jim Harbaugh, taking over a Blake Corum question. This was not a season where everything went the way you wanted it to. There were some the off-the-field issues, which we all know about. Can you talk about the satisfaction having overcome those as well to get to this point? Does it make it even sweeter? Uh, can I? Can I? Yeah, it, it, it couldn't have gone better. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. <laughs> yeah, you won a championship. Uh, to win every game. Uh, the off-the-field off issues were innocent. <laughs> <laughs> and we stood, we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. You got and suspended three games. I just like to point that out. And these guys, these guys are innocent. And yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent. So um, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. I don't believe you. I love that. <laughs> Harbaugh would be a great boyfriend that got caught cheating. That, that was, was like, right out of the cheating boyfriend playbook. That was uh, shaggy. It wasn't me. <laughs> I, I, I am innocent, but, but we have text messages yeah. of you texting her. That wasn't me. That you're she, reading into that wrong. She is behind that curtain right there. No, she's not. Nope. Never seen that woman in my life. Oh my God! There's an intruder. <laughs> like that is Call the, the police. We are innocent. We didn't do anything wrong. Jim, you were suspended for three games. Do we? Do we forget that? If you just say you're innocent long enough, people will forget. I people mean, are going. I'm already. Yeah. I'm telling you, Dusty. People are going to forget. In oh, yeah. Just remember, it's not a lie if you believe, you believe it. Costanza.
and that's he's he's pulling a Costanza. He one hundred percent is Costanza. He's a genius. Yeah. Just say that you're innocent, and in ten years people will forget, mm-hmm. and in twenty years. You'll bring up this fact at like a dinner party and be like, do you remember that they were cheating when Michigan won the 2024 national championship? And people go, oh my goodness, I had no idea. We got two drops out of that. I I think there's one where he says, I'd like to point that out. (laughs) And then where he says it just went the exact way we wanted it to go. I mean, it's too perfect. Like, Jim, the only thing that you were correct on when you said we're innocent is when you corrected yourself and you said, these guys are innocent. Because I really do think that the players they, the players didn't know. No, the players are innocent. Players didn't really care either. Like, it, it was not them. But, Jim, you were suspended for three games. You <laughs> might not have been innocent. You were not innocent. Quite literally, you admitted that there was some guilt by accepting a three-game suspension. Uh, I I fell on the sword for the kids so that the kids didn't get punished. Yeah. I'm a martyr. God bless you, Jim Harbaugh. God bless you. People are going to forget, man. All right, uh, 503-864-6326. That's a Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them online at VancouverFord.com. Let's take a break from the national championship. Uh, Take a breath. Step away. We had another firing. Not Black Monday. Black Tuesday. For one franchise that I think has made a horrible miscalculation here. Danny Dusty, Ortner and Dusty edition on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can I hit it in the morning without giving you half of my dough? And even worse, if I was broke, would you want me? This is a Wild Card Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. The Tennessee Titans have parted ways with Mike Vrabel. A little bit of a a surprise. A little bit of a surprise fire. They like to do a lot of dumb things surprising, right? Like, it's the A.J. Brown trade all over again. Like, we finally have a really good wide receiver, and he's young, and he's willing to let us pay for him at a discount. Our head coach Mm -hmm. wants him, so we'll trade him away for some spare parts and then do nothing with those draft picks. Yeah, I I am... uh... 
I, I'm very surprised at this because, look, Mike Vrabel, think about what he has done there. They've gone to he, he's head coach since 2018, so six seasons, right? First three seasons he was there, he went to the playoffs three times. Uh, the last two seasons, he has missed the playoffs. Okay, four, first four seasons went to the playoffs three times and missed the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. They were 6-11 and 11 this year, yet he was 54-45. and 45. Division has not been great, but 54-45, and 45, nine games over 500 with subpar quarterback play. Think about that in the in the era in the NFL. Below average. He has had Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis and Malik Willis. Like they've they've drafted quarterbacks in back to back years and they're like, no, win with them. And you, that is crazy to me. And then they trade away their best player in AJ Brown, like you said. Right. Their best the best weapon when you have a young quarterback is experienced wide receiver play. And you get rid of him when you could have paid twenty million for him. Yeah, that's a, that's a good price for an AJ Brown level receiver. Yep, twenty million a year, as weird as this sounds, is a fair price to pay. The receivers that you went out and drafted with that draft capital you got back, none of them have hit. Yep, you he- built a team that has been successful because you had a strong offensive line and maybe the most freakish running back since Adrian Peterson. You have a a man that he is a leader of men. Like you, you hear it to a man, and I, Derrick Henry, is uh, said that exact thing. He he was shocked when he heard, and Derrick Henry gave his like farewell speech to the Titans because it, it appears that he is gone after this year as well. Um, but Vrabel, in, in apparently there is a rub with the general manager because they did remember go through a GM change and overhaul, and every GM wants to have their guy. And apparently there was a a rift in the relationship between. Uh, Vrabel and the general manager. Now, you part ways with Vrabel, and this is the question that I always have. Who are you going to get that's better? Right. And and that is what I always go to. Because what are the Titans going to go and do? Are they going to go and hire Bill Belichick? Are they going to trade for Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick's future in New England, by reports that came out this morning, is that they're still trying... Belichick is working for it, and everybody in the building is just operating as business as usual with Belichick still calling all the shots and doing all the postseason wrap-up stuff because no decision has been made in New England even. And there's like this idea of people that are working there like, I don't know, like we've heard every, we've heard what you guys are hearing, but not from anybody in here. We're just continuing to work. So are you going to go out and get Bill Belichick? Who Who is going to be better than the guy that you have? And that is always the risk when you fire a head coach, right? You fire Arthur Smith, you could say, yeah, we needed that reset. We could, we gave him all the tools, and he couldn't cook with them, right? right? Like, he couldn't do it. He couldn't. We had all the tools. We had all the hardware. He couldn't build our shelf, right? Ikea gave him the directions even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had everything. Your couldn't pictures. do it. Like, Vrabel is going to be a guy who's going to be sought after in this coaching carousel. Right now, that's numero uno in my mind of, of the guy that you go and get. When you look at this free agent head coach class, I guess is what we're going to call it. Is this maybe the deepest free agent head coach class that's out there? Good. Because right now you've, you, in reality, you have Vrabel, you have an opportunity for someone like Harbaugh, and then you've got all the hotshot OCs. Mm -hmm. You could go out and try and get Ben Johnson. You could go and... But if you're Ben Johnson, you're looking at Atlanta, 
And, and you're going, that's more attractive than what they got going there. Oh, you mean Derrick Henry's going to be gone too? And It's a complete rebuild. You'd almost <laughs> have to promise that you're going to give me five years. Yeah. Because you need more than three years to mm-hmm. rebuild that. I wonder, the only reason this makes sense to me is if the GM thinks he can go get his guy mm-hmm. for an OC. He thinks that he can get like a Ben Johnson type or maybe an Eric Bieniemy or whoever fits that mold for him. Because otherwise, this this doesn't make any sense. And yeah. I thought the Bears in Chicago made the dumbest coaching decision of anyone before the Titans just fired Vrabel when they kept Dweeberflus. That guy is horrible. <laughs> Did I say his name wrong? Yeah, uh, I think you may have. I like that. Is his name not Dweeber? Dweeberflus. But if you is it, a dweeb? if you're if you are any head coach, think about this. Mm-hmm. Who the Titans' job right now? Is it better than the Chargers' job? No. Is it better than the Falcons' job? No. Is it better than the Commanders' job? Maybe. Depends. Depends on if they let you draft. Well, I mean, you have the number two pick, like. If well, you the ownership guy, change in Washington helps a hell of a lot. It helps. It helps. Yeah, but, but they you also a basketball guy telling you what to do. They also got rid of their two best pass rushers this year, <laughs> Chase Young and, and Sweat. Right, and that's a complete rebuild. But it is a complete rebuild with the and number two overall pick in a QB draft class that is deep. Better than the the Raiders' job. No, the Raiders' job is better. Again, you just need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I I would not say because the Titans, it is a complete rebuild. Maybe Levis is the guy. He's shown flashes. I, I think I think you do have something with with Will Levis. I right? think you have, but you have so many different holes, and now you have to now you have to find a guy who wants to tailor his entire offense around Will Levis because this is Derrick Henry. He said goodbye. Right, this yeah. is the best eight years of my life. He's like deuces. I'm out. Well, you know? and, and he's a shell of what he was. So you have to find somebody who is willing and able to build an offense around Will Levis. And that's going to be easier said than done. In a division that is getting better. Houston has their quarterback of the future in, in C.J. Stroud. And D'Amico Ryan seemed to be steadying that ship. They had a really good draft of Nick Casario, mm-hmm. um, which is why Nick Casario in Houston is exactly why New England blocked his move to Houston before. He's really good in player really talent and smart. evaluation. Okay? And, and coach talent and evaluation. So they the they appear to be on the uptick. You have the Jags had a regression this year, but I think that those regressions are standard, and it's part of the, the business when you go to the playoffs a year early. You do take a step back before taking a leap forward. They were also largely injury-based, too. And I, I do believe Jacksonville is on the right track. Mm-hmm. You have the Indianapolis Colts where Shane Steichen, man, that you see, look at Philly with how valuable he is, right. and if they can keep Anthony Richardson healthy, he, show, he showed some flashes, flashes in the first few games of the season where you're like, hey, they may have something there. That division is on the upswing, right? right now mm-hmm. and you're looking for a new coach and a lot of question marks in Tennessee it kind of looks like the AFC North two years ago mm. where everyone seems to be rising except for one team and in that case that's why Cleveland went out and made the big splash uh to go get Deshaun Watson right yeah that's kind of what it seems like they're trying to do here in in Tennessee but wouldn't you trust Vrabel the guy who has proven that he can do it with sub par QB play the only thing that I can think here that makes sense in this firing is just straight up the GM didn't want to deal with Vrabel because Vrabel can be He's not his guy. Vrabel can be a bit difficult to work with. Yeah. But there's a reason he's a bit difficult to work with because he comes from that Belichick tree and he's seen how it takes 
how to be successful in that role. Now, when you talk to all the players that played for him, they all love him. Yeah. When you listen to Will Compton, Taylor Lewan on their podcast, and a bunch of the other guys, Delaney Walker, after he's they dude. leave, everyone loves Vrabel. I don't think that he's going to be hard-pressed to find another job, and I really do think if Harbaugh decides not to leave Michigan, he's got to be the number one choice. He might be able to sit back and say, you all come to me. Mm-hmm. Give me your best offer. Yep. The homie Diana Rossini reported uh, earlier today. Did you see what she said? She said uh, they were... They were all th- shocked. No, they were thinking about trading Vrabel, but they didn't want to drag the process out. That's the other thing where you're like, red flag number 8 billion here. That's you could have so gotten... Relatable. We could have gotten value out of him, but we didn't want this to take too long. That's so relatable. Of what why- are we doing? I'm sorry. I do kind of relate to that. Like, we could do our laundry, but that would take time. So we'll just turn our underwear inside out and buy new clothes and be okay. I'm going to do what Allen Iverson did, which is just like when they went on road trips, he just wore what he wore and he just buy new clothes in every city because he wouldn't, he'd just leave them there. Uh, Michigan or Ohio State fans having fun with this one, though. Uh, they have already updated his Wikipedia page because Mike Vrabel, Ohio State guy, remember, coached at Ohio State, linebackers not, coach. He's not going to Ohio uh, State. They have updated his Wikipedia, Tennessee Titans head coach 2018 through 2023, Ohio State head coach 2024 to present. They uh, they want Ryan Day out in a bad way. Yeah, he Vrabel's not going to college because there's no offseason in college. As hard as everyone works in the yeah. NFL – there is time to be a normal human being. Yeah. When you stay in college, that's when you turn into mm. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. That's when you turn into a crazy person like Nick Saban. Vrabel... I think Harbaugh would have been this way no matter what. That is true. The yeah. story of the dad looking at the two kids like whenever anything went wrong, like, who's got it better than us? Nobody. Oh, Doyle rules! But John's normal. John is relatively normal. Yeah, we you know, or he just doesn't speak enough. Like he, but doesn't that make him normal to understand? Like I'm not normal, no, so I'm not going to I think say these things. Maybe the Biscotti family and the Baltimore Ravens Ravens organization is like, you will not speak. You are football savant. Shh, shh, shh. Be normal over here. Shh. No. All right. Uh, 503-864-6326. That'd be the Vancouver Ford text. And we got our worst day on the web. Uh, the ongoing feud, it continues. We've got audio. Fun with audio. The back and forth. Huh? Kimmel versus Rogers. Ding, ding. A Pac-12. Hey, as the Pac-12 has ended, uh, we've got a Pac-12 feud going on. ASU versus Cal, huh? Who'd have thunk it? Next on The Fan. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. All right, today our worst day on the web belongs to two men, Jimothy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers. Are we sure Jimothy is his full name? Yeah. Are we sure it's not James? No, it's Jim. I think Jimothy. Jim? James? Yeah. Jimothy? 
the back and forth between Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers continued. Kimmel had been cracking jokes all through COVID uh, about Aaron Rodgers and his thoughts on COVID and conspiracy theories as a whole because uh, he's a comedian with a late night show. Like, that's what they do. They make fun of celebrities who say stupid stuff. And Jimmy Kimmel is a man of the people and a sports fan as well. Yeah. Who, like, is audience kind of skews towards sports Watson folks. So Aaron Rodgers became an easy target for him. Well, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show where he gets paid handsomely to go on there. Yeah, I didn't know that was a paid appearance. Million bucks. Good for him. Yeah. Could be Aaron. So he goes on McAfee show and he spouts off about, because Rodgers at one point was talking about UFOs on the McAfee show and some like went straight from the UFO document release into the Epstein list is going to be coming out soon. And Kimmel cracked a joke at R- Rogers. Like what tinfoil kind of hat guy is this? So we fast forward and Rogers goes and he makes his Kimmel joke about, you know, the Epstein list is coming out and Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want to see that one released. Some took it as insinuating Jimmy Kimmel was on the list. I see both sides of it. I was more on the line. I was on the side of, I think he was saying he doesn't want the list to come out because he would be proved wrong that the list didn't exist. Right. Right. But I, but I also think that like, if I'm Jimmy Kimmel, it's not that far of a leap for him to go. Well, if Aaron Rodgers says this, a crazy person will then think I'm on the list because there will be fake lists that go all over Twitter. 100%. And then as a, like, he seems to be kind of out in the public eye. Like he, he's walking around with his family. He's had his family on camera and on his show before. I don't feel like it's a big leap for him to be worried about some random Joe Schmo on the street, recognizing his family, his kids, his wife or something like that. And then accosting them well and that's what he started his monologue yesterday was the first show that kimmel was back on and he came out of the gate with of his monologue saying just that like hey you know me and rogers have been going back and forth and like i don't know epstein i wasn't on the list nobody i know is on the list you know i've never met the guy i wasn't on those logs but just what you said that people have been coming out of the woodwork accusing him of it because Mm -hmm. of what rogers said i get that and i'd be pissed too if i'm kimmel right so he went in even further after he kind of did the whole explanation thing. And he went in on Aaron Rodgers. But here's the thing. I spent years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the it's ability to throw to a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, he put on a magic helmet and he, that G made him a genius. It's, Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron. Okay, taking his shots. Sounds, there were some of those uh, comments there that hit a little close to home, I'm not going to lie. And you and I both know people that are like that. Because they are good at football and maybe a football savant or a basketball savant or, you know, they just, or a, you know, baseball savant. Or they they just hate the doctor. But no, they think that they, like, I am extremely smart in this one field 
there's no way that I could not be as smart in every field. Right. As this one, right? Right. We've all come across those people. Um, and Rogers has a lot of that to him, right? He has a lot of that arrogance uh, uh, going on. He loves himself some Aaron Rodgers. Right. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a, as dumb as old Jimmy Kimmel, who went to Arizona State, is accusing him of being. But I, I do understand where he's coming from. and like, God, this guy's going to take cracks at me. I'm going to take cracks right back. So Jimmy Kimmel sticks up for himself. Well, guess what happens on Tuesdays? Aaron Rodgers goes on the Pat McAfee show. Hmm. And here comes Rodgers. The petty war is continuing. In the end, to sum this up, listen, I still haven't popped a bottle because there hasn't been any list that's come out. Um, and I'm glad that, that Jimmy uh, is not on the list. I really am. And and uh, I don't think uh, he's the P word. Um the P word, pedophile. And oh, I thought Panther fan. You know, I think it's impressive that a man who went to uh, Arizona State and has ten uh, joke writers can read off a prompter. So, you know, my education at JUCO and my three whatever. semesters at Cal that I'm very proud of uh, has worked out for me, and I'm glad to see it's worked out for him as well. So, I wish him the best. Again, I, I don't give a shit what he says about me. I love that. I love that he goes, a guy who went to Arizona State and has 10 joke writers. <laughs> that's a good, that's actually a decent comeback. That's, that's a good line. I, I love how he wraps it up too with, I don't give an S about what he says about me at the end of his seven minute rant about what Jimmy Kimmel said about him. Yeah, that was 47 seconds of a seven minute uninterrupted rant. Yes. Well, you know what? He doesn't have 10 joke writers. He only has himself and he yeah. has to figure it out. And look, if Jimmy's right, he only had two A's on his report card, and they were in his name. <laughs> it takes him a while. Cal is a good school. Cal's a good school. Cal's a good... It's a great he, school. He had Phenomenal to, school. One he, of the best public institutions in the land. He had to have been decently intelligent to get into Cal. Cal's not just letting everyone in because of their football. Oh, well, Mar Marshawn. Well, uh, Marshawn's was, actually pretty smart. That was something that uh, Jeff Tedford got, you know? He, yeah. got, he got a lot of guys in that... Probably shouldn't be in Cal because of how hard it's. It is one of the hardest schools to get into. It's a smart person school. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, Harvard of the I West love Coast. It. I love it. I can't wait for the next shots to be fired in this. But hold on. Now, Rogers started that saying, "I'm not popping champagne bottles because the list hasn't been revealed yet. Yeah. Not the full list, right? Is right. that what he's talking about? Yes. But then he, the list is he goes, out. Right? He goes the lit. No, not the full list, but most. S yeah, I think so." Um, I think there's a big chunk that it is not. But Rogers is sitting there going, uh, yeah, I'm not popping bottles because uh, the list isn't out yet, but I'm glad Kimmel isn't on the list. So does he know what the list is? Is right. the list not out, but Aaron Rodgers has it? <laughs> it's him and David Bakhtiari after they've each been drinking a couple Coors Lights, and they're like, hmm, what should be here? What should be there? Uh, Who do we think is the P word? This is why we shouldn't. Yeah, the P word. What's what? What is the P uh, word? Pedophile. That is the oh, word that everybody was looking. I for. I thought it was prankster. No, it, it isn't. It isn't. Uh, all right. So worst day on the web goes to those two men because uh, boy, wars. this is dumb. It is petty. It is, petty wars are there. I'm just glad that they're keeping Pac-12 rivalries alive. I That's was right. worried. 
with the disillusion of the conference that we would not have our Pac-12 rivalries. And it's good to see Arizona State go after Cal and Cal go after Arizona State. Is this the most vicious rivalry that Cal and Arizona State have? Yeah. Because they haven't been good at anything anything, and at the same time, like, Maybe, Ever? Maybe sororities? Like, is there a sorority war between Arizona State and... I don't think so. Arizona I don't State's think, got this, some pretty good sororities. This may be the best rivalry that we have going between the Sun Devils and the Golden Bears. Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Yeah, I can't... I mean, they were both kind of good at basketball at one point. At one point. Like, but Not against, at the same time. Were they, they were okay. Like, James Harden, Arizona State... Before the I don't beard? think Cal was good that year. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Mark Madsen still at Cal? Boy, Cal's basketball coach, go. Um, Jeff Tedford. <laughs> I just assume that yeah, he's always... Yeah, it is Mark Madsen. It well, is still? Okay. Still, he was named it this year. Oh, was it just this year? Okay. Well, so it still does apply. So they, still, br- they brought him back? Still does apply. 2023 to present. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, he, so he was still. there. He was there, he left, and he came back. <laughs> I like on the ticker, they have, uh, please don't sue us, constantly running as Aaron Rodgers is up talking. Yeah, that's a good one to have. Because yeah. again, apparently during that, he went after ESPN executives again. He game, yeah. he went after uh, Norby or whatever the dude's name was? No, McAfee did on Friday. Yeah, And then I, I guess like that. the big head of ESPN went out and was at the Colts game on Saturday with McAfee to kind of smooth the waters over. And then today, Rodgers went on and went after somebody else. Well, again, ESPN has to smooth the waters over. They fired a bunch of people and invested a lot of money in McAfee reviving yeah. their midday yeah. lineup. You kind of have to appease Pat. Yeah. yeah. He's a star, dude. All right. Uh, hey, bad night in the NBA next on the fan. This is a wild card week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Tough night in the NBA for injuries. You see Tyrese Halliburton go down? Yeah, where's the mob oh. boy on that? What are you doing? He went through I only the- read the description. I couldn't I didn't I couldn't stomach probably watching that pickle stretcher. It's I watched not as bad as you think. Oh, uh, it was like he went through the lane and he went full splits. Yeah, but I'm talking like it's it's not Kevin Ware. Oh yeah, that's true. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. You're oh, not yeah, having no. a Paul George right. uh, L issue. He suffered a grade one hamstring strain, which I was thinking like groin, hip flexor, maybe in there, but just hamstring strain. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. And that sucks for that young man because we saw him coming into this season. There was a lot of expectations around him, not so much with the Indiana Pacers, but with the way that he performed, especially in the in-season tournament, he kind of grabbed this new level of stardom. Heck, leading guard in all-star voting in the Eastern Conference ahead of Damian Lillard. And now you have this where he goes through the lane and does the split skis, and he goes down, and that is a tough one. And on his home floor, too. You know, home mop boy... That's going to be a tough one when he goes back to middle school t- today. And they're like, dude. It's not a middle schooler. They're high school. They're like, hey. College interns. You had one job. 
Keep the lane dry. You gotta you gotta keep that thing well mopped. But Oof. if you're very impressed with his malleability, though, if you've started paying attention to Halliburton and you're a yeah. fan of his game, which you absolutely should be, his ability to pass and get everybody involved, create leads the league in assists. He he is so fun to watch, and he plays the game in an old school style with the new school flair, right? But with a hamstring injury. That's gonna linger. Yeah. They're gonna reevaluate in two weeks. He ain't gonna be normal in two weeks. Yeah, he might not be normal again until end of February. Just the way hamstrings work, they're they linger so all year, man. Fickle. You're right. They could. It could linger all year. This might be one of those injuries where it's like Indiana should sit him if they say, "Hey, sit him for three to five mm-hmm. weeks. Sit him for seven to eight. Yes. Sit him and let him fully heal because you're going to get into the playoffs in some way, whether it's the in season tournament or not. Let him fully recover. Let him let that hamstring heal because it's going to take time and it's soft tissue and they're just so weird. Don't rush him back because he'll never be the same, at least not for this year. Uh, the other news of, of note, injury wise, in the NBA uh, coming yesterday John Morant done for the year. Apparently, uh, hurt his shoulder making it rain at a strip club. No, nope, that's, that's not, not what that's happened. not what happened. It's like, he, that's not <laughs> believable, but that's not what happened that's at all. Not, that's what, not what happened. That's not what he happened. just said he was waving his gun. What, what John Morant did was uh, apparently on, at practice on Saturday uh, hurt his shoulder, labral tear, going to require surgery. Ugh. That means he dislocated his shoulder. They're going to have to go in, repair the labrum, season ender for, for John Morant. That injury sucks too because, again, once you tear the labrum, it's not like the collarbone. When you break your collarbone, it comes back stronger. Labrum doesn't come back stronger. And a lot of times, once you tear it once, that second tear is coming, and then that thing is its constantly popping out yeah. and tearing and popping out. Well, and here's the thing Ugh. is that uh, I was in surgeries have gotten a lot better, but it used to be it's like 50 50. That's why I, I my labrum's still gone, left shoulder. Never got surgery on it. Really? But I just live with it. Uh, pop it out hasn't happened in a couple of years. Does it pop out when you swim? Uh, it has. That's it has. Sc- that's the scariest thing. I remember. Uh, I hope the statute of limitations have passed on this. We, me, and a buddy may or may not have uh, been swimming in a pond mm-hmm. on someone's property. Yeah, and his popped out. Okay, when and it was like midnight. Mm-hmm. Couldn't see. Do you know how terrifying that was to try and get him back to shore so we could get him to lay down and pop yeah. it back in? Yeah, yeah. In the middle of a pond that you may or may not have supposed to have been there? Yeah, that I could see that being uh pretty scary. I'm not sure why you're worried about statute of limitations though. I, it I think was a long okay. time ago. I think you're okay. You literally just, did not say what pond or where. It was just dudes. I don't think dudes. any crime was committed. Trespassing, I think. Trespassing you're fine. for sure. I think you're fine. I think you're okay. There's one guy listening who's like, that damn Ortner, he's in my pond again. <laughs> if you're Look, from where I'm from. There have been a from. lot more uh, worse crimes admitted to on the airways of this program. Yeah, I'm say, <laughs> if you're from where I'm from, it's not hard to figure out what pond I was like, in. Like, We're talking about Danny Meringue, who has maybe, maybe confessed to... 20 crimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> on these airwaves you're fine dude i was gonna say look in high school there wait wasn't, is Janie, danny in jail <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't drinking. Is that where he is i haven't heard from him there were there were no drugs there were no drinking but there was a lot of uh trespassing to go swim in a mm. lot of places all right well or fish jaw out for the year 
Tyrese Halliburton out for at least two weeks. I bet this is like a month. Easy. This is gonna be like a easy month. a month. And I bet, and then I bet the the work back is slow. That sucks because right. uh, you saw how injuries derailed the NFL this year at the quarterback position. That oh, point yeah. guard position very similar. All right, uh, we got three up, three down to start hour number three. Three good, three bad from week eighteen in the NFL. Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.